This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hi, I'm Joyce Dew. Welcome to Health Check, a podcast series by The Straits Times. Mental health problems are common, and in the workplace, people with these problems, they are as productive as anyone else. But they don't usually talk openly about their anxiety, depression, or other mental health issues. They struggle silently, afraid of being viewed in a negative way and for fear of discrimination. Daniel Chang, a 38-year-old freelance doctor who does medical aesthetics work and is passionate about fighting mental health stigma, wants to do something about that. He started a mental health movement with a group of like-minded friends last year and named it Lives of SG. It offers working adults a platform to post stories of their mental health struggles to let them know that they're not alone. Let's hear more from him. Hi, Daniel. Welcome to Health Check. Oh, hi, Joyce. Thanks for having me here. All right. So you started this Lives of SG last year, right? Can you tell us what it is about? Mm, okay. So a team of us, we were together during COVID times working at Expo. So we came together to start this pro bono mental health wellness program. So the mission is to reduce stigma, to increase awareness and increase access to care with a focus on workplace depression in our professionals. So our mission is a comprehensive, systematic, clinical takedown of mental health issues, mental health stigma, one face at a time, one inch at a time. Right. So how do you actually do that? Mm. So our program consists of three arms with a focus on workplace depression. So we have the awareness ambassadors. They will do the outreach to our Generation XYZ, our PMETs via social media, via WhatsApp. Our builders will focus on story collection, building a very non-judgy, open, inclusive, accepting society. This is similar to the one in Humans of New York, the version that has stories, Instagrammable videos and pictures. So our focus is more on personal struggles, triumphs and the positive message to Singapore. And finally, rounding up will be the care team, which focuses on workplace Zoom talks, talks to include identifying the at-risk colleagues, sharing coping skills, how to be more resilient, how to self-soothe, and escalating the at-risk ones. So we feel that PMETs are an often neglected segment of society because most PMETs don't want to share about this kind of thing too. So we felt that this would be something that will be uh, relevant to society now, and especially during COVID times where a lot of people are actually feeling the heat, whether it is shared openly or not, especially when we're working from home. Right, so it's getting them to come out and share their own stories. Mm. So actually, so in the months since you've started this Lives of SG, right? what have you noticed about the mental health situation here among the PMETs? So last year, between August and October 2020, so over a course of three months, we actually conducted this survey, survey of 257 PMETs. So their age ranges majority from 24 to 54. So we noticed a few things which we can summarize in five points here. So number one, top sufferers. Most people would share that they had anxiety issues, depression, and insomnia. Actually, a lot of PMETs have difficulty sleeping at night and they can be found surfing the internet or social media 12 
midnight, 1 a.m. and all. It's quite common. Number two, the top concerns. So a lot of them share concerns with money, concerns with health, and concerns with family. So guest relationships with family, friends, tends to be a little bit more challenging, especially during COVID times where it's harder to meet up. Number three, help-seeking behavior. We find that a lot of PMETs feel that their friends, their family and therapy are important. Medication, on the other hand, is something that they do not want to talk about and something that is heavily stigmatized, especially here in Singapore. Number four, we notice some media patterns also for PMETs who are at the stage where they are either a bit anxious or depressed. The kind of music that they listen to, more of the slow, sappy kind of songs that tend not to inspire people. The images, black and white images, more bland colors used, and the more communication. They rather more text communication at that stage. Face-to-face, yes, but only with people that they, they trust. Then, uh, so we, we find that all these uh, media patterns can actually help curate a very targeted content that can appeal to this generation and this group, the at-risk group that are early stage where we can actually implement something that's more of a psychological first aid. <laughs> so PMETs have summarized that what they want. They want awareness. They want the message to be out. They want to build community, friendship, community bonding, and they want access to therapy and the listening ear in a very non-judgmental way. So that's what we find in the survey. Every mind matters. Mm. So how can someone get help from Lives of SG if they're feeling stressed? Uh, So we have three different arms, basically the social media arm, the word of mouth um, and also the direct calling um. so the social media arm um, will be via the Instagram page that we have Lies of SG Facebook page also Lies of SG dedicated to workplace depression where there is sort of a forum where people share stories we have a Facebook community that, that is often curating information that we share YouTube also, we have videos where people share stories, where they share their life and give very positive messages. Word of mouth will be through friends who want to recommend their friends. So through our awareness team, we share and then people will come in either through text and all and then we'll slowly arrange a session for them if they fit the criteria or at least give a call to them to be a friend at the start. Oh, what kind of criteria is that? So, I mean, say if I'm interested, I can just post something on your Instagram? Uh, so, we would like some background information about the age, what they're going through, ideally their name and all, to keep it confidential because the aim of doing this is so that we don't get people who are just sending in very random things. It has to be something that is... Uh, in a sense, concrete also. So name, age, and what they're going through. So more, a bit more bio data about them so that it's easy for us to actually find the right psychologist to help them because everybody has a different story and it's finding the right one with the same story who can strike a chord and build that kind of relationship from the start. That's how the therapy will be more effective for them. So how do I pass you my information then? 
Mm. So generally, either through the social media or through WhatsApp or through email. So those will be ways to contact us and somebody from the team will directly contact further for more information. And then we'll, based on that information, we can actually pair and match the right psychologist to the person. The whole team, you're all volunteers, right? Do you all take uh, turns? Yeah, so we have a team of volunteers, but there'll be a few people who take turns to actually check all the messages that we get. And then through the messages, we'll actually discuss with the whole team and see who's the most uh, equipped or experienced in that category to help the person. I see. So how many such requests have you all received? So generally, every week we'll get about two to three from the public then from our own friends or word of mouth then there will be another group mm. so those will be direct uh, and how often do you all meet to help mm. these people uh, so so our team communicates via whatsapp and we also have a zoom meeting actually through whatsapp it's quite easy for us to disseminate information and already pair the people so once we start pairing them and they match then we'll discuss along the way if there are any other people with further suggestions or input to help. Generally speaking, if most of the psychologists are already trained, they can actually handle. It's when they cannot handle, then they'll escalate to the team where we also have our doctors, psychiatrists, and also counsellors. So we have a quite a diverse team, multi-discipline. Mm, okay, and if you find that you can't help them or their, their problem might be a bit severe what do you do in such cases yeah. yeah so one of the criteria will be they have to be early stage if they are already diagnosed and they are going through quite severe situations or suicidal we definitely will escalate them directly to either SOS or IMH so right. that one will be a more yeah, severe case so if you like what you're hearing so far, please subscribe to the Health Chat Podcast for free on your favourite smartphone apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts. Like us and give us a rating. So Daniel, you're not a psychologist, right? You are like an aesthetic doctor. So uh, the yeah. question is, I guess people might ask you this, like why do you want to do this? Yes, so that's a yeah, common question that I also get. So I guess growing up, I've experienced quite a number of low points in my life. So it's pretty cyclical, but I was quite blessed to have many nice people, guardians along the way to journey me through all the little checkpoints that I had. And uh, now being quite comfortable with my life, I want to pay it forward. I feel that uh, building relationships with people is very important. And I think we've come a long way. Uh, we have progressed Technologically, we are very connected, but I guess we have lost that sense of community, bonding and belonging. So that sense of a feel, perhaps the kampong spirit of sorts. Yeah, I mean, growing up as a boy, I was often bullied in school. Um, usually sit alone, eat alone or study alone. Quite uninspiring. I didn't have much to say or talk to people. Didn't really have uh, yeah, much to, to talk about. Pretty boring person. Yeah, I remember an incident in school. Usually we would go home after school. And I'll go home alone. You sit the bus. And I remember I used to sit the bus with this group of people. And it was this a very, very big 
kid who was probably in primary six when I was in primary one. So there was one day I was just sitting beside him. Then when I was about to leave the bus, I realized that I couldn't find my wallet. And I got really, really scared and panicked because losing a wallet for a primary one kid is a big thing. Not just being fearful of the fact that your parents will scold you, but also fearful of the fact that can you go home, can you even alight from the bus? Yeah, then they started crying, created a hoo-ha. Then people started looking at the boy and eventually they found that the boy was the one who just took, as a prank, took my wallet. So yeah, being bullied as a kid, I guess I didn't really trust people. So I also had anger issues, um, feeling that I was not very capable, had a lot of uh, difficulty dealing with myself, self-loathing, didn't know how to love, always felt that I had to do something to achieve that kind of love. Um, either doing well in school, getting good grades in school, or yeah, achieving something to equate with a sense of worth. So this very strong sense of uh, hate and worthlessness. Yeah, then along the way, I think many episodes of uh, feeling very down, depressed, since JC, uh, since going to army. Army was about sense of belonging. Didn't feel that I belonged there. Yeah, didn't really feel that it was something that I enjoyed. So these many, many episodes was running here and there through the years, university as well, where I felt, hmm, why in the world did I even get into medical school? Am I really good enough? Or did I just make it? It was a fluke or something. Yeah, so many episodes, yeah, all these low points, just running on autopilot. So I was probably a very high-functioning kind of a depressed person. Hmm. Uh, I sought therapy, I think uh, two, three years ago, when I talked to a therapist, then I realized that mm, I had a lot of issues, different ways of thinking which I had to change. So I guess through therapy, it wouldn't be a one-off thing. It was actually many, many sessions where you sort of slowly start to see that the way I saw myself was very different. Mm, too extremist, too perfectionist, and too all or nothing. You see things in black and white, which is not the case. Of course, a lot of things in life uh, tends to be in through a, through a gray gradation. So thankfully, it helped. Therapy helped. I married three beautiful kids. Blessed with a happy wife and good job many many strong friendships and also a very meaningful pro bono project to raise awareness for what truly matters now mm. right so you mentioned all this and therapy only two three years uh, ago so how mm. did you manage your you know the depression in school and you know when you went to work mm. so i guess i busied myself a lot then it was just keeping myself busy and just kept moving and moving. So whenever I was down, I used to do things like gratitude journal. Every day, write three things that I felt was very grateful for, three things that I can do better, three things that I'd be thankful of. Then loving kindness, learning slowly to self-love and self-care. So for example, if you had a hard day in school or hard day at work, come back and enjoy a nice ice cream, nice baby red wine, sit down and chill. Don't have to feel guilty about it. I used to feel very guilty. Watch TV also, I feel guilty. I felt that was a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> then finally, meditation. Uh, meditation is very important. I feel that sitting down, just slowly listening to your body, listening to yourself and taking breath meditations, I think it helps a lot. I think mindfulness, that is the reason why this mindfulness movement is growing, especially amongst the younger generation, it seems. Mm. Right. So how did you learn about all these ways of coping then? Uh, so I felt that perhaps I have this very strong sense of self-help uh, 
seeking behavior. So I'll go to the libraries, go to the bookstores. I remember during JC also, after exams, instead of going out to celebrate with friends, I'll be going there to read all these self-help books. So along the way, these things stay in your mind. Then some, somewhere along the line, it comes back to you again and then you start looking at it. So I realized that what I read before in the past may not have applied so much I may not have really understood what it meant, but along the way, when you re-look into it again, you see different, yeah, different angles of it and you start seeing the, the bigger picture. Yeah, so it's too, too many years. Because yeah, I think I self-help started reading it so many years ago, but it only slowly made sense yeah, as, as I grew older. <laughs> right. And then mm. now with social media, I guess it would help if you have something, a platform like Lives of SG. Yeah, correct. To help you. True, to share stories, to stand in solidarity with someone and yeah, grow closer together as one community. Right. So, I mean, you mentioned that, but actually what is hmm. the, is there like an end goal? You know, what do you hope to achieve with this lives of SG? And actually, how do you even hmm. measure it, right? Mm, correct. So yes, I agree. The outcome part, the measuring thing is not going to be very easy. Sometimes it's... Measuring the quantity and quality, quantity, the numbers is easy, but the quality of the exchange, the interaction, it's more, I think, something that will take many, many years to actually fully understand. So our aim is to reach out to professionals, professionals who are suffering, suffering in silence, workplace depression especially. So we hope to offer them early stage, first aid, psychological care, sharing stories, removing this stigma and our care team would do zoom talks webinars with all the workplaces one-on-one sessions with those who fit our criteria to identify those at risk to teach them resilient coping skills and also to escalate those who are on the brink of uh, tipping over mm, so, okay. yeah we hope that those who feel hopeless anxious or depressed know that they are not alone know that it's normal to feel that it's been a challenging year. Depression in the workplace is serious and it's real. So mm-hmm. feeling burnt out, increased workload, or with the stress of not knowing whether they'll be working again tomorrow. Those who are working in gig economies who, who live from day to day, yeah, just want to let them know that they are not alone because many people out there facing the same issues and challenges but I think together we can go we can actually uh, get through this mm, right and I guess with the sharing of stories you will help remove the discrimination against mental health yes that correct. we face actually true exactly right. thanks for your time Daniel <laughs> thank you very much very good nice. Thank you for inviting me here. So it's a pleasure and privilege to be able to share. And yeah, just as what my professor and mentor of the group, Prof Go, mentioned, there is no health without mental health. So we hope that uh, all the PMATs, those who are feeling hopeless or anxious or depressed, do not suffer in silence. Know that you're not alone. And as Robin Williams once said, I think the saddest people always try their hardest to make people happy because they know that in the end, they know how it feels to be absolutely worthless and they don't want anyone else to feel like that. Mm. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you, Joyce.
So for those who are interested in Lives of SG, we'll have a link in the text accompanying the podcast. And for those in need of help, we'll have uh, our standard national helplines there as well. Well, that's a wrap for Health Check, a podcast series by The Straits Times. Don't forget to subscribe to us for free on your favourite smartphone apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts. Search for Straits Times Health Check, like us and give us a rating. Thank you for listening. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.